I'm your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 80. Welcome back, Demo. Good to see you again. Good to see you, Joseph. Hey, real quick. I have a PSA. Yeah? I know we have a commercial later. We do. Do you sleep with your phone next to your bed? I sleep with my phone next to my head. Like in your bed? Yeah. It's basically my lover. Oh. Well, here's why I bring it up. Because I've been up since 545 this morning. Because I woke up. And rather than just rolling over and going back to sleep, I looked at my phone screen. And, you know, when you're in bed, you hold it three inches in front of your face. There's something with, like, the blue light or something. I don't know what it is, but there is no going back to sleep after that. It's happened to me three or four times now where I've woken up in basically the middle of the night, look at my phone, and then I'm just awake for the rest of the day. Really? Yeah. It messes with your sleep. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure it does. It messes with everything, man. Right. Social skills. I can go right back to sleep. If I was in the Ukraine right now, I'd be sleeping through the war. Wow, too soon. Nothing stops me from sleeping. You go, oh, people go, I don't want to call you and wake you up. Don't worry about it. I'm going right back to bed after I check my phone. See, I can't do that. If (laughs) If I look at it for one second, even just to see what time it is, I'm up for the rest of the day. I will say this. If I do wake up, I still want to check the phone. It's like some Pavlovian thing where I got, oh, okay, let me check Instagram. Why? Go back to bed, you idiot. (laughs) Anyway, so be careful with that, folks. That blue light stuff messes with your sleep, I think. Maybe not for Demo, but anyway. All right, I'll get off my soapbox. That's a great way to open the show, Joe. (laughs) It's informational. Okay, great. Congratulations. All right, before we get into any reviews, I want to go over shows that we have reviewed and their status. Last episode, I reviewed Peacemaker on HBO Max which I told you to watch. I said it was a binge. I started watching it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, picked up for season two. Okay. Okay, another show that I like, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The fourth season has premiered, and they have announced that uh, the fifth will be its final season. Because they've won every Emmy and Golden Globe. I guess so. I mean, it's getting played out. I've watched the first couple episodes. It's okay, but I'm like, hit the big time, Madge. Let's do it, Midge, Madge, Midge. You know who I'm talking about. Be famous already. You know, let's get going. Yeah. I don't want you like playing in the same nightclub all the time. Like, come on, get going. Well, you had me at Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub is great. Yeah. Okay, Stranger Things. Season four will premiere in two parts on May 27th and then part two on July 1st. Season five will also be its final season. Five's about enough. Yeah, that. I mean, they're going to be in college. Right. You know what I mean? That premiered in, I think, 2014. 2016. Do you even want to watch that show? Stranger Things seems like a nothing at this point. Are you excited for it? I'm going to watch it, but are you excited? Well, I'll tell you this. I went to their drive-in experience here in L.A. Yeah, how Halloween. was that? It was awesome. It, it was uh, right at the beginning of COVID, and so you really couldn't do anything. So they had, like, you go drive your car through this parking structure and uh, it's like a kind of like a haunted house thing. You end up on the top and they do this big show. Yeah, it was cool. So I like Stranger Things a lot. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Okay, good. But I wouldn't, I'm, you know, five's enough. Whatever. They're going to milk it. 
considering Netflix like kills their babies so soon, it's amazing that they're going to get five seasons out of this. Now, the thing that I just finished was part one of season four of Ozark. Yeah. Did you watch it all? Are yeah. you all caught up? Yep. I fucking love this show, man. Yeah. It is so awesome. And we're not going to do a review of it again. We've already reviewed the show. We've already said how much we love it. But I got to tell you, man, it's just so great. Yeah. And this season, seven episodes, Jason Bateman, Laura Linney, and Julia Garner destroy. Laura Linney really comes through on this latest half season. I mean, she was good to begin with, but she steals the show for most of this season, I think. I think Ruth, though, is amazing. Oh, Ruth yeah. Langmore yeah. and what she goes through. We don't want to get fully into it. I just wanted to say it's awesome. If you haven't watched Ozark, you need to. We love it. And uh, part two of season four, the end, premieres April 29th. There's seven more coming. There's seven something? more okay. coming. So awesome, dude. Yeah. I can't say awesome many more times about it, but I am. Awesome. Yes. Ozark. Binge. Binge. All right. Let's get into a review. What do you got? Okay. Miniseries on Peacock called Wolf Like Me. Now, this stars Josh Gad and Isla Fisher. You know who her, her husband is? Sasha Baron Cohen. I'm yeah. going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. It's really the two of them and then Josh Gad's daughter, who's played by Ariel Donahue. She's, I don't know, eight years old or something. A little older than that, maybe. Maybe. But it's basically the three of them. There's not anyone really noteworthy besides that. Uh, I had no idea what this was. I knew it was about a single dad meeting uh, kind of a random woman. And that's kind of enough drama right there. Again, knowing nothing about what this was, boy, was I surprised. Uh, it went a completely different direction than what I thought I was about to watch. Six episodes, about half an hour long. It's not a hard watch. Do what I did. Go into it not having any idea what it is because it was surprising to okay. say the least. All right. I watched this in one day. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, I sort of knew by the title. You know what I mean? It's called Wolf Like Me. And we're, we're just going to leave it there. But I mean, come on. I, well, I thought it was a weird title, like I, Little Fires Everywhere, or like there's weird titles for stuff now. It doesn't necessarily... I gotcha. Okay. But in the first episode, you sort of get the premise, right? Yeah. You can buy the first episode and go with it, or this show's not for you. I thought it was going to be more of a comedy. This is more of a drama. Didn't you think? I mean, it's, at it, least. It, at least. It's very serious and deals with yeah. some heavy issues. I thought, oh, Josh Gad, it's going to be kind of quirky and a little goofy, and it's not. It's a real relationship show. Do you think it's um, supposed to be a metaphor? Of course. Yeah. It's about loss and dealing with grief. And for and acceptance. accepting people for who they are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're in a relationship with someone that you love and they got this one thing that bugs you, <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to look past this. I think that's what this metaphor is. It's like, yeah. hey, it has like a third nipple or something. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I'm going to have to work past this. I love this person so much. So that's sort of what this is. Interesting comparison. I, I, not that I have a third nipple, you know? Okay. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's like you love someone despite their flaws. Yeah. And okay? we shouldn't say any more about, about it, cause, but it definitely hammers that point home. The reason to watch this, though, I think, are the performances. Yeah. Wouldn't you say everyone's really good in this? Yeah. I mean, the girl is, you know, the little girl plays a little girl, but Josh Gad and Isla Fisher are both just, I mean, this has to be nominated for some stuff, I would think. I doubt it. I don't think there's much buzz for it. 
No. I looked up, is there going to be a season two? And it's still on the fence. And here's the thing. Even if there isn't a season two, you can watch this and it feels like a complete story. You're yeah. not going to be like, oh, why did I sit through this? I don't know what's going to happen next. It feels a cohesive ending is achieved. I thought it was based on a book, but I can't find anything that says it's based on a book. It's um, not based on a book. The second uh, Google search, you know how it starts to autofill, says, is it based on a true story? I don't think so. <laughs> if it is. Hey, you never, you never know, man. <laughs> Things are getting weird out there. I got to talk about Isla Fisher, though. Yeah. All right. I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's awesome. Ever since Wedding Crashers. Right? Great. I know for a fact from my good buddy, she's the shit. Like, the coolest there is. Oh, okay. He was a uh, production assistant on a movie she was in, and he ended up becoming her personal assistant on that movie. He had to drive her around all the time. And as he told me, her and her husband are salt-of-the-earth people I have never met two more cooler people in Hollywood. No kidding. And her husband, as we said, is Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Borat. Says, Borat says they're the best. That's interesting. They kind of stay out of the, uh, well, especially him. Like he is notorious for not even going on talk shows as himself, I don't think. Maybe recently. Very rarely. Yeah. Look at my buddy, I trust his word on everything. He's a great guy. He would not lie to me and make up something. So Isla Fisher, woohoo. Okay. So what do you think about the show? Um, I thought it lagged in spots. I thought maybe you could have almost made this into a movie. Yeah. As it is, it's only really three hours. Could you have know, been six two. Six half hours. Could have been two hours. But it's good. You know, it's not great. It's good. Yeah. I'm going to say that it's worth watching. I say it's a binge. What do I you say, say it's a binge. All right. Wolf Like Me on Peacock. Six half hour episodes. Demo and I both say it's a binge. I had something planned. Uh, there was a lot of promotion for Marry Me on Netflix. This is Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. She plays basically herself, and he's like a high school teacher that's in the audience, and uh, she finds out she's getting cheated on and just randomly marries this guy. Kind of starts as a PR stunt. You know, you saw the, the promotions for it. The I trip. zoned right out. Okay. I get the idea of some random guy in the crowd, and I, yeah. I, but I, and she's like a superstar or something. Yeah, she kind of plays herself. This got a lot of promotion, a lot of billboards, at least around here. It came out right around Valentine's Day, right before Valentine's Day. It's, I knew what I was getting into. It was what you thought it was going to be. It was cute, I guess. I don't know if we use that word on this it's show. It's a Jennifer Lopez rom-com. It's I a mean, complete rom-com. Right? That's it. Owen and let Wilson. me guess. The supporting cast has got quirky comedians in it. It's got some people in it, yeah. Right. But here's the thing. Valentine's Day at, at this point was at least two weeks ago. I don't want to review this. It's you too don't late. have to. I, here's the thing. I don't want you to review it. Okay. I don't care about this one bit. If you think it's worth it, by all means, I'll sit here and listen and go, mm-hmm, yeah. But personally, I couldn't care less. I'm not even going to say binge or purge. I'm just going to say it's pretty easy to tell what this thing is. If you like it, go watch it. But we're not going to binge it or purge it. I want to do something different instead. Okay, cool. I want to throw you a curveball. Great. There's something else on Netflix that I would say watch instead. Kristen Bell, you like Kristen Bell? We had this discussion two episodes ago with uh, Queen Pins. Yeah, she's, right? she's awesome. I know you love her. She's funny. 
there's a parody show on Netflix called, now brace yourself, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. All right, I gotcha. That's the title. That's all I need to hear. Yeah, and it's just what it sounds like. It's a parody of all these true crime things. Here's how it's described. A parody on those crime shows, books, and movies involving a woman suddenly questioning her sanity while coping with something and trying to solve a crime. So she's basically sitting in her house drinking wine during the day and thinks her new neighbor killed his wife. The new neighbor is played by Tom Riley. He's a handsome, uh, handsome single dad. Or is he a single dad? Or is he a, a murderer? You know? Ooh, she, it's a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. She's very funny, of course. There's a lot of really good tropes in there. Like, if you've ever watched some of these crime shows, like the true crime, I know you probably don't watch a lot of uh, Lifetime television, but this is a real <laughs> send-up. <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. This is a real send-up of all of that genre, and they do a pretty good job of it. Like Mother May I Sleep with Danger? Yeah, that kind of that stuff. That Tori Spelling classic from the 90s? Yeah. That the- was a Lifetime movie. No, it wasn't. It was an NBC movie of the week. I always get my Lifetimes confused with my Hallmarks. Yeah. Then I remember Hallmark is strictly Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's pretty much <laughs> Lifetime has some, like, murder involved occasionally, right? They'll push the boundaries a little bit in the drama. Yeah, yeah. That's more the true crime type of stuff, I think. This show was created by Rachel Romrus, Hugh Davidson, and Larry Dorff. They're a producing team. Uh, in 2017, they made a show called Nobodies. Did you ever see that? Nope. Okay. Well, the three of them are back together again, and uh, they're very cohesive, apparently, and that's why they keep working together, so... That's who's behind the show. Cool. This is funny. It's original. It's creative. I love when there's a parody. The only thing I can think of that compares to it is, uh, do you remember when Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig did a Lifetime movie? It was called The Adoption. It was called A Deadly Adoption. They played it totally straight, but like you can't look at either of them and not laugh, just even if they're playing it totally straight. It's funny. So this is kind of like that. She plays it pretty straight. There's some good gags in it, some good parody stuff. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. How many episodes? Eight episodes, about half an hour a piece. It's an easy watch. It's not something you need to like sit down and turn all the lights off and get your popcorn out for. It's more like a uh, if you're cleaning the, the kitchen, put it on in the background type of thing. I mean, it's worth seeing, you know, to sit there for four hours I don't know. I'm on the fence about this. Have you seen any of it? Nothing. Zero. Hmm. Want me to decide for you? (laughs) I'm a little perplexed is all because the gag is good. Uh, This is another one of those things where it would have been a good movie. Right. Hour and 48 minutes would have been great. Four hours. It kind of drags out the gag. It leans a little bit too much into the actual seriousness of the plot and turns into like not Gone Girl, but that type of thing where they want you to invest in the mystery of it and yeah. not the fact that it's a, a spoof. I don't know, man. If you haven't seen it, I guess you can't really weigh in. I'll tell you what. Well, no, go ahead. What You'll you? have to decide. Okay. You'll have to decide. Were you going to say something? I thought you had something I had there. something else, but we'll get to that in a second because this okay. just reminded me of something I want to talk about. You know, I'll do it right now. Okay. Okay. Murderville, speaking of parodies, right? You were extolling the virtues of Murderville. I watched four of the six episodes. Yeah. The Marshawn Lynch one is the one to watch. You think so? 
I thought so. Well, you haven't seen the last one with Ken Jeong yet. That the two that I didn't see were Kumal Nanjiani and Ken Jeong. I watched the other four, the Sharon yeah. Stone one. Everyone's got their thing in it where I'm like, okay, this is worth seeing. My thing is this. I enjoyed trying to figure it out. Yeah. But it's like investigation for like toddlers. I mean, all yeah. the clues are like right there. Okay, I got it. And then, you know, you figure it out. And I, but what I do like is when like the stars totally blow it. And they don't get it right. Oh, they break. I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They, they blow it. Like Sharon Stone, like, was like, oh, I felt like this. I go, you felt that this person might be the murderer? Right. When all these clues were like fed to you? Yeah. Oh, Sharon. The Conan one was great because his logic was so bizarre <laughs> and they were like that makes zero sense but he got it but he got it right i like thing with the hot sauce i don't want to give a lot away yeah, yeah. look it's worth watching i wanted to mention at the beginning of the show i forgot to put it in my notes and then you said parody and i was like parody of course murderville so thank you for the recommendation yeah. it's very enjoyable Everyone I've recommended that to has has said the same thing. They've uh, really liked it. And you don't have to sit down and do them all at once. They're fun little like, oh, let's do a murderville for half an hour. You know, they're just they're like little uh, little treats. Yeah. The Camille Nanjani one is good. The Ken Jeong one, he can barely keep a straight face the whole time. I just wanted to say, yes, congratulations. I appreciate you. your recommendation for Murderville. My, my favorite thing about it is that Will Arnett just antagonizes the guest because they really don't know what's going on, and he just tries to get them to break character. He's got ice in his veins. He will not break character. He's a great improviser. Yeah. All right, get back to this, though. The woman oh. in the house across the street from the girl in the window. You can't decide. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yeah, what I just said. On the, I know it's fun to say, though, because it's so long. On Netflix, the Kristen Bell factor, I got to give it a binge. All right. Okay, you got something now? Yeah, I do. I have a new show. I want to preface, there are nine episodes of this. I've only watched the first five. It's on HBO and HBO Max, so it's a weekly show. It is The Gilded Age. This is not my bag, man. I've not never heard my of this. bag at all. It's basically American Downton Abbey. Now, I, I can let you know right off the bat, I have watched 0, 0.0 seconds of Downton Abbey. The whole, you know... Period piece, costume, drama. Is it in France? It's not in France. It's <laughs> Starring Pepe is... Le Pew. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a party. We'll be coming to my party. It'll be a splendid affair. Oh, transatlantic accent. Well, well, no, it's all in American. That's why it's saving graces. I'm ripping on this, but I love this show. I'm thoroughly wow. enjoying this. And I am not the crowd. And it was created by Julian Fellows. He's the man who created Downton Abbey. It's just him taking it and put it in America. Just copy-paste. Copy-paste. If it's a hit there, it'll be a hit here. This was supposed to be on NBC. It didn't work out that way. HBO picked it up. I'm loving it. Wow. And, I, and I'm completely surprised by it. It takes place in the Gilded Age, hence the title. And I'm like, What's what the that? hell is the Gilded Age? The 20s? No, no. It's the late 19th century. It's pretty much from... 1870 to 1900. So like the last 30 years of the 19th century, it's like with robber barons and the explosion of the railroad and America's getting rich. Okay. And the premise of this is it's new money versus old money. 
Like, you got the uptight Americans that have had money since the Mayflower came over, right? They are like, I am American, and I have all the money. And now you got these new people coming, and they're like tech people. Like, you know, oh, you're a tech giant now with your new money. But they're like railroad people. And there's all this rivalry. It's like, mm, I don't associate with the new rich. And it's like, how can I associate with the old rich and be one of them? It's so ridiculous because it's all about rich people squabbling over rich people crap. But it's very entertaining. Now, I got to get who's in it. Sorry. It stars Carrie Coon, Morgan Spector, Louisa Jacobson, Meryl Streep's daughter, oh. Danae Benton, Cynthia Nixon, and Christine Baranski. Side note, Christine Baranski, huge Buffalo Bills fan. So I'm already in. Well, she's also, um, you know, I loved that show, The Good Wife. She was incredible in The Good Wife. Yeah, yeah. she's great. And she's playing the real, you know, uptight, like, mm -mm, I don't associate with that kind. You know, like the subtext of every one of her lines is F you. Now, is this what part of the country is this like New York City? Okay, so it's not like debutante southern plantation type. There's none of that type of stuff. No, it's rich New York assholes. Oh, okay. And I, like I said, man, I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I looked at the previews and I was like, not for me. The costume drama period piece thing. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're speaking, you know, in American and uh, it's easy for me to follow. Do you, mean, but, do you but, mean English? Well, no, I mean American, American accents. Obviously, they're speaking English, but they're not. They're speaking English in Downton Abbey, but it's all. <laughs> I know I'm doing my bad French. <laughs> I know. Look, what do you want from me? I think we've realized from listening to this show enough that I don't know how to do accents or sounds. Pronunciations. Pronunciations. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. I can't read names. Whatever. So there's no, there's no act. It's just kind of hoity-toity. It's not like a weird accent. No, but it's, it's, you know, it's upper crust aristocratic BS. Okay. It's like, we'll be coming to my affair. Splendid affair you put on today. I'll be sure to tell the commoners about it. You, I don't know if you're selling it or you're making it sound kind of obnoxious. It is. I don't know. It's cheesy. It's cheesy. Okay. I mean, I think if you're a fan of Downton Abbey, you either will really like this or go, oh, it's no Downton Abbey. I can't watch that. Like, I don't know. I don't like the influence this show's had on you. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. It's fun. Now, at the beginning, you're going to get bombarded with names, and you got to do IMDb. You got you to put the actor's face with the character's name, you know, put it on the graph, see where they interconnect. Oh, yeah, okay, I know who they're talking about, because it's a lot. And you're like, I'm not going to be able to follow this stuff. But then you get it, figure it all out, and it's easy to follow. I thought okay. it would be convoluted and whatever, but I get it. Morgan Spector plays like uh, the new rich robber baron kind of guy. He's great. Everyone's really good in this, but he's the best character. Now, I have a serious question for you. Yeah. When you watch this, do you wear a tuxedo or some kind of costume? I put on my best bib and tucka, thank you. <laughs> Your pantaloons? Yeah. Or what? I don't know what they wore <laughs> back then. Some people are complaining about that the CGI in it is bad. And I'm like, if you're watching this, because like, you know. Why is the, there CGI? Exactly. Why is there? Because they, the, the, the wide shots of like New York and stuff. Oh. What do you want? What do you want? You're not watching it. You're watching it for the subtext of like F you. No, 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 no. F you. Oh, no. F you more. Like the Grey Poupon guy? Is that what this is kind of yes, like? Yes. This is okay. definitely HBO's version of the Grey Poupon commercials. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> By the way, I should mention the first episode is an hour and 21 minutes. So if you're into it after that point, keep going. Right. If you're out, you're out. That's uh, that's basically. You're a movie. not gonna watch this. 
It was like a movie. It, you, they, that's the thing. They, they want to get you going on it, right? Joe, you're not going to watch this. I know you're not. You're not going to. Oh, and I'm right. not asking you to. Okay. I'm just saying I am surprised that me, Demo, is watching and enjoying The Gilded Age, something that is not made for me whatsoever, but I'm having a fun time with it. And uh, what do you want? It's a binge. There you have it. The Gilded Age on HBO. Demo says it's a binge. So, hey, I've got some uh, good news, or we both do. A lot of doors have been opening for our podcast lately. Really? Yeah. And it's because of our new sponsor. Do you want to read the spot? Ah, yes. Thank you for that wonderful lead-in, Joe. You're welcome. Because you want to know why? Why? Our sponsor is Keys. Not Keys on Van Eyes. The ones in your pocket. Little local, but go on. Well, I don't want to confuse anybody thinking all of a sudden we're getting keys on Van Nuys money. Oh, yeah, no. Well, that's spelled differently. No, we're getting the things that go jingle, jangle, jingle. Actual physical keys. Yes. That's our new sponsor. That is, and let me tell you all about them. Please do. Yes, keys. Say goodbye to having to knock first. Oh, yeah. Right? You just walk right in. Save some time. You know, go have your girlfriend's like, I have the keys now, babe. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Kind of creepy, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on. (laughs) keys for when you got to do a bump of whatever that stuff is you won't shut up about not me just whoever yeah no condono i don't condone any of this no but i'm just saying in a pinch you can do a little bump on your keys (laughs) i don't know where i'm going with this okay i have no idea what did i even write here what is this copy keys always the last place you look oh that's true right you know i wanted to say too they actually sent us some samples and uh, i've been using keys now since they sent us the samples, they're great. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. They're flavored. They're uh, wintergreen. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Keys. You can use them to murder someone, right? I guess. I'm not saying you can slit someone's throat with them, but if you jam it just in the right spot in the eye multiple times, yeah. I'm sure someone's been murdered by keys. If you're in a parking garage, you'd rather have them than not have them. You'd do the little Wolverine thing. I was going to, I was, thank you. You yeah. do the Wolverine thing, man, yeah. right? Come on. See, I watch the the X-Men stuff. Very good. I can't believe you made a comic book reference. Yeah. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Keys. Get them before they get replaced by your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. They're probably going to be a thing of the past at some point. Exactly. Keys. Great for when you really want to open that thing that's locked. That should be their slogan, yeah. I think that is since the beginning of time. You're proving today you've got a a future in marketing. I do. (laughs) I just want to go on record. You wrote some of these. So we're both guilty for this crap okay. copy. Okay. All right. All right. We've both played our part in how bad this is. I don't really want to say anymore because they're all bad. Right. Well, do we, our listeners get a discount or something, right? Yeah. Just go to your local locksmith. Why pay $3 when you can pay $1 by mentioning Binger yeah. Purge? <laughs> if you want to really confuse your locksmith. <laughs> Did you say the one about often copied, never imitated, or something? That like you that? just did. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Okay. All can right, I? Folks. Can I say what I? Okay. Just. How about you stab me okay. in the eye with a key right All now? All right. Here we go. Thank you, Keys. Uh, we couldn't have done this spot without you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's okay. move on. All right. Moving on. I've got something I uh, didn't tell you about. It's a little bit of a surprise. I think I was going to do something else, but. You know, I love finding stuff that people haven't heard of. Yeah, including me. Yeah, including Demo. This is a Hulu show. Now, I don't think you've heard of it. Maybe you have. It's called Single Drunk Female. Yes. 
I saw the promos for it when I'm watching, guess what? Pam and Tommy, which will be reviewed at a later date. But they've been okay. plugging single drunk female like yeah. crazy. I thought it's on Freeform. Well. And then Hulu is showing it, right? Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Probably. I didn't look into it very much on purpose because I wanted to be able to review it. And if I knew it was on something else, I want plausible deniability because I wanted to review it. Okay. I still don't know what Freeform is anyway. Is that like an app on the Roku? It was ABC Family. Oh, okay. I didn't... ABC Family rebranded themselves as Freeform. Okay. I thought it was like a premium channel or an app thing or something. So I thought it still counted. Can I review it anyway? It's on Hulu. Go okay. for it. You seem excited about it. I so am excited. I'm not going to stop you. Who knows what the rules even are anymore because everything's on TV and streaming the day after. So it's hard our to Our rules went out after our second episode. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Do it. Single Drunk Female. This is quite the show. It comes out weekly. There's currently seven episodes out. They're half an hour long. This stars Sophia Black D'Elia, like Chris D'Elia. But uh, actually, I, I went on Twitter for the first time almost ever. And a lot of people were asking if she's related to Chris D'Elia because, you know, his dad is a director. Producer. Yeah. Yep. No mention of it. So probably not related. Also, no denial. So who knows? You would have seen her maybe in The Mick. Remember that show with Caitlin Olsen? Vaguely, it was on Fox. Yeah. Right? The Night Of, which was on HBO that we loved. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. And Gossip Girl, I've never seen, but apparently she was in that. Don't lie to me. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Not stuff that we probably would have watched, but... I see it's also got Ali Sheedy. Yeah. I'm getting there. Sorry, I know it's your review. Proceed. Okay. Now, the only people that I really recognize from this, because I, I wasn't familiar with her, but, but by the way, ooh la la. Speaking of French phrases, oh my gosh, <laughs> I like, fell in love with this girl. Oh, good to know. Yeah, she's very charming and very pretty, but also like, she's a recovering alcoholic. Oh well, yeah. Okay, it's uh, you know, if you're <laughs> into right that, your alley. If you're, if you're into that genre. <laughs> you're into that genre. Uh, if we're not going to give away wolf like me, we're not going to give away that. So right. Anyway, she's she's very 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 good in this, and uh, the people that I recognized. John Glazer plays her... Uh, John Glazer, he used to do all the skits on Conan. On Conan. He was also a writer on the Dana Carvey show. Yes. And he was on Pretend Time and some other stuff. So he's a familiar face. It took me a minute to place him, but he's great. Also, Madeline Wise, I recognized her from an HBO show that we both loved. She played Pete Holmes's girlfriend on Crashing. Oh, right. Looks like Popeye's wife, kind of. Olive oil. Yeah, she has a very unique look. Yes. Uh, she's in this. So other than that, I didn't recognize a lot of people, but it doesn't matter. The lady that plays uh, her mom is really good. Um, she's got a you know a female sponsor. There's a lot of interesting stuff in this. There's a lot of like diversity stuff, but it's not for the sake of diversity. It's just a very interesting group of it's people. It's a well-rounded cast. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, I, I don't like it when they force that stuff, but it just is very representative of what uh, I would imagine that environment is like as far as the different types of people and stuff. So single drunk female, and they, they stylize it, they cross out drunk because she's... She's recovering. Yeah, so just a single female. But she also starts trying to go out on dates and stuff. Again, there's seven of them out right now. Apparently, it does come out on TV before it's on Hulu. I have no idea if Reform is on 
normal TV or not. Question for you. Yeah. How would you compare this with Louder Mouth? Louder Milk. Wow, what was it? Louder? <laughs> louder Milk? Louder Milk. Thank you. I forget. <laughs> Same show. Same show. Female version. Okay. That's it just popped into my brain. Yep. And I know you loved that, so. Same exact thing. Okay. I loved Louder Milk. You did. I, I love Ron Livingston, and um, if I had to pick between Ron Livingston and Sophia Black D'Elia. I hope she, I know who you're going to pick. She's much prettier. I looked her up because I'm a, a weirdo. You know who she's dating? Mm. Henry Juiced. Who's that? Directed uh, Paranormal Activity. He's a pretty well-known director. They just got married last October. Can I just say, before you give yeah. your verdict on this, I don't think I'm going to be able to edit out all the sirens going on in this episode. There's no. been a four-alarm fire going on this whole time. If I manage to have cut all the sirens out, I'll cut this out as well. But I doubt it's going to work out that way. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of like, what was that? Oh, my God. I, guess gotta get... I think the people are going to worry like the building is on fire. That's how loud these yeah. sirens have been. There was a helicopter next door like circling the building next door and like six cop cars before you got here so it was worse earlier uh single drunk female on hulu it's coming out weekly now so get caught up there's probably only going to be i don't know maybe three more of this first season haven't heard about a second season yet but i imagine they're going to keep going that's an absolute binge Thank you for the pleasant surprise, Joseph. I appreciate it. Yeah. My turn. Thank you. I don't know why I've turned into stop a... watching these weird shows. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've lost it, man. I've been up since like six, and yeah. I'm just, I'm a goof today. I apologize, everybody. Because uh, you looked at your phone right when you woke I up. I did look at my phone, and I couldn't put it down. I told you. Get on that Instagram and those stories. What do yeah. you watch more? Look at the photos or do the stories? Um... Not the stories, no. Oh, really? No. I find myself looking at the stories first. I, I actually have a comment on that coming up. Okay. So I'll save it. Okay, great. I didn't know we were going to discuss Instagram in depth today, but I, I guess we'll I wait. I told you I had some curveballs Well, today. all right, fine. All right, all right, all right. Let, let's, let's get going here. I have a movie, Joe. Oh, good. It just came out on HBO Max, and here's what I love about it, and probably the only thing I love about it. It's one hour and 29 minutes. It is Kimmy. Directed by Steven Soderbergh. Great pedigree, right? Now how's it spelled? Not Spielberg, dumbass. No, no, Kimmy. Oh, K-I-M-I. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. Yeah, Kimmy. Now, Kimmy is a, a version of Siri and Alexa. Oh, it's a, okay, all right. If you are listening to this right now, I want to say, Alexa, play Binge or Purge podcast. Alexa. <laughs> Hold on. Alexa, order a couch. <laughs> Alexa, order the most expensive couch you can and a bottle of Dom Perignon and Cristal. Lots of Cristal. Did you hear that story? There was a girl that kept telling Alexa to order cookies and she got like 200 boxes of cookies delivered. Probably. Probably happens all the time. I'm sure it does. Anyway. Anyway, okay. So the premise of this is, you know, you got Kimmy. She's like Siri, Alexa. And this is a COVID-inspired thriller. Because it completely takes place during the lockdown. Everyone's got their masks on. Everybody's inside. I'm sure Soderbergh, and by the way, David Kep, he wrote it. You know, David Kep, he's written everything. Okay. He's directed before. Sadly, 
he is credited with writing Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He didn't change that to Alfred Smithy or whatever. I would have. Yeah. I would have. I'm like, I had no part in this whatsoever. <laughs> I don't even know how to write. I have no fingers. I, you know. <laughs> anyway, Soderbergh and Cap, I'm sure they got together and like, want to make something? And they go, what can we do with minimal locations? Okay. Minimal actors. All right. Let's do it. We'll do a COVID thriller. Now it stars Zoe Kravitz. She's the lead. Brian Bowers, stand up comedian. I've seen several times. He was a surprise showing up in this. Really? Yeah. Is he from? I'm sorry, Byron. Here? I always mess that oh, up. Oh, is he from around here? Yeah, he's an LA comic. Oh, he's funny. Byron Bowers. Yeah, Byron Bowers. You've seen him. And then also starring in a very small part, Derek Del Gaudio from. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. It is. I double checked before this. Derek Del Guardio. Derek Del Gaudio. I know it's right. Okay. I've double checked this, triple checked, quadruple checked Derek Del Gaudio. Okay. Anyway, from in and of itself, which we say huge binge. Right. We all know that. He's a, you know, an illusionist. This is a tech thriller, like I said, set during the COVID lockdown. I'm watching it and I'm like, is Zoe Kravitz ever going to leave her apartment? I mean, they get well into this. I go, is this a one act play? Go outside. Well, I was going to ask you, do they film it like, is it like screenshot film? Because there's a couple of COVID movies they just No, this grabbed. is this is all slick, very, you know, polished okay. looking uh, Soderbergh, great camera work. You know, he does good stuff. This is not, this is no slouch. But this thing is just, you see everything coming a mile away. Like at the beginning, they show a nail gun and you're like, gee, I wonder if the nail gun's going to show up at the end of the movie. Right. Spoiler alert, right? Yeah. So- Zoe Kravitz, she works for the company that makes Kimmy. And her job is she gets like uh, files that come in, recordings from Kimmy that Kimmy doesn't know how to answer. Troubleshooting. Troubleshooting. Kimmy. Yes. Thank you, Joseph. Good work. So she troubleshoots. She comes across a recording of a murder. Oh, okay. That's kind of a cool uh, inciting event or whatever. Right. Call. But, you know, she's an agoraphobic uh. in addition to it being COVID. So the whole thing is like she's forced to then go out and deal with this whole thing. It's, it's, it's just like a sandwich and you go, where's the meat? Where's the meat? It's a lot of cheese. <laughs> you know, there's mustard, there's mayo, but I'm like, where's the meat? I feel like Clara Peller. Where's the beef? Yeah. <laughs> That's for people that are, you know, 88 yeah. years old now. Right. It looks good. It's only an hour and a half. Zoe Kravitz is good. The performances are fine, but it's just, you're, you're never really like, well, there's no twists in it. You're not like, oh, wow, I didn't see. The, you see everything coming, man. Oh, it's predictable. It's so predictable. There's no real surprise. You're like, gee, I wonder if she's going to use Kimmy to her advantage. Spoiler alert. And I'm sorry. You know where it's going. I'm. This is something where I'm on the fence because it's well made for what it is. And like I said, there's no real commitment to it. You know, it's an it's hour and a half. Short. It's short. I went, oh my God, hour and a half. <laughs> I'm on board. Let's do it, Kimmy. We got to get you off this uh, Kimmy. Downton Abbey show. <laughs> Kimmy, get me a short movie. I have one for you. It's Kimmy. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yep. See, there you go. Anyway, Kimmy on HBO Max. I'm going to go purge. Look, at, I could have gone either way on this. I just went with Purge because that's what popped in my brain. I just made the decision. Watch something else is what you're saying. Yeah, or yeah. watch this if you, you want. You but watch just it don't, on you, a plane or you, something. Oh, yeah, this is a plane movie all the way. You know what this is great for? Your phone. This is a phone movie. Interesting that you say that. Really? Are we um, going to talk about phones again, Joseph? I have an honorable mention. Oh. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but technically Instagram TV is a streaming service. So I have an honor- Instagram TV. Well, there's stuff on there. It's not stories, but it, it's like three or four minute long videos. On Instagram? Yeah. Under reels? No, not reels. I'll tell you where you can find one. Oh, uh, wait a minute. I know. It's that tab I never click on. I know what you're talking about. Sorry, okay. folks. He's right. I'm wrong. Okay, so proceed. You know the comedian Kyle Dunnigan. Yeah. He does the deep fake impression. So he'll put, I don't know how they do it, but it's some kind of CGI where he'll have, uh, he does a lot of different people, but Biden, for example, he'll put his face on him and his mouth moves and his eyes and everything. It really looks sort of, I mean, you can tell it's CGI, but it sort of looks like the person that he's impersonating and he does great impressions. So it's very good. But he just put out an Instagram TV show. It's like a web series, basically, called Starboat. Starboat. It's Star Trek. They use clips from Star Trek, you know, the exterior of the Enterprise. Biden is the captain. The crew consists of Ben Shapiro <laughs> as Spock, Caitlyn Jenner, Jeff Goldblum, Michael Jackson is one of the uh, people they encounter. His Michael Jackson impression I've never seen before. First of all, it looks like Michael Jackson talking. Right. The deep fake stuff is so good. And Elon Musk. And this is on the bridge of the Enterprise? Yeah. So they (laughs) they encounter Michael Jackson. I won't won't try and explain the plot. It doesn't really matter. But his impressions are so freaking funny. And, you know, it's it's very equal opportunity. So it's it's not like uh, political or anything. But... Uh, Starboat, Kyle Dunnigan, his Instagram show, absolutely one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And there's three episodes out right now. How long are they? Uh, I think they're about three or maybe four minutes. Oh man, I'm on board. This is right up my alley when I wake up in the morning, right? It's like, first thing I'm doing now is going to Kyle Dunnigan's Starboat. It is absolutely hilarious. Kurt Metzger helps write it too, and a couple other people. But when I came across this, I, I was just overjoyed. And I don't, you know, it's technically streaming. So can I give it a binge? Oh yeah. And I have one other thing. Keep going. To ask you about. Oh no. I'm putting you on the spot. Putting us on the spot. All right, go, go, go. So the Oscar nominees are out. We'll talk about those another time. Uh, Okay. Are we going to do binges or purges that coincide with the Oscars? No. Because Oscars are movies, you idiot, and we do well, TV. But there's Netflix. The mo- now, Half of them are Netflix. You want me to get excited about the power of the dog? That's like you're telling me, okay, I need here's your homework assignment. Okay, I need you to read War and Peace and let me know what you think about it. I'm like, I have no desire whatsoever to watch The Power of the Dog. But I got to. It's up for Best Picture. It's the most nominated movie this year. I got two minutes in, and I was like, I can't. I watched it. It gets worse. Oh, my God. I heard the ending is just like one of those like, I don't know. They just started the credits. I think whoever was editing it was like, I'm done. Oh, God. We don't have to talk about that. My point was, are we going to do an awards of our own? No, we're, we're waiting to the end of the year. The end of the year. Yes. Okay. Are you biting at the bit? Are yeah. You, really? Because we're going to forget all the really good stuff. Write you know? them down. And guess what? They're recorded. Yeah. You can go back and listen to them. Oh, no, uh, thank you. They're written. I know. <laughs> After I edit these things, I'm like, I never want to hear this episode ever again. Destroy it. (laughs) But they're written down. I write them, the titles of everything we review. And you can look at them and go, oh, I remember liking that. Okay. So awards show at the end of the year. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we used to do them. Well, we like we've done so many to coincide with the Emmys. Right. We could do that this year. Those are in September instead of having to wait till like December or January. Okay. We'll figure we'll it out. We'll figure that out. But to coincide with the Oscars, absolutely not. Okay. All right. Not happening. Okay. All right. Um, anything that you're looking forward to? I got a couple things. No, I mentioned I'm uh, going to review, uh, I'm not sure if the next episode, but soon enough I will be reviewing Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Okay. I'm looking forward to, well, first of all, we have an interview coming Maybe next week. Oh, maybe we the do. week after. I like how you tell me these things on air. Good to I, know. I told you this already. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I just forget it. So we'll get an interview coming, and we're going to try and do more interviews. So if you have suggestions, uh, email us, message us. Hey, how about those voicemails, huh? Oh, yeah. Send some voicemails. Those have been coming in hot and heavy. We couldn't even play them today. We had so many. Yeah. Sorry for everyone who's been on hold yeah. this whole time. Let's clear the phone lines. Oh, <laughs> there was no one there? Really? Hmm. Uh, one last thing. I'm looking forward very, very much to a Netflix movie called Hustle with Adam Sandler. He plays, I think, a, a D-League coach, guys that are trying to get into the NBA. I love movies about basketball coaches. What about that show about the Lakers on HBO? Nah, I'm not a big NBA guy. You just said you love basketball. Well, like children's basketball. College basketball. Well, or high school. school. Yeah. Oh, geez, Joe. We need to have an intervention. It's it's the coaching that I I like. Okay, you like the coaching. Molding young minds. Great. I don't know. That Lakers show on HBO looks good. It looks like it was shot in the 70s. Could be fun. I'm I'm definitely going to watch that and review it. What's it called? Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Thanks, Jess. Okay, I'll check that out, too. All right, let's wrap it up here. My God, we've gone forever today. Yeah, this is the longest we've ever uh, recorded, I think. Don't worry, I'll get it down to 15 minutes. Well, (laughs) 40 minutes is siren. All right, go, go, go. Okay, recap. We talked about, well, we talked about a lot of stuff today. Demo and I both watched Wolf Like Me, a uh, six-episode miniseries on Peacock with Josh Gad and Isla Fisher. We both liked it. That was Binge. Marry Me, I didn't really even review it. It is what it is. But the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, which is just as fun to watch as it is to say. On Netflix. Kristen Bell, that's a binge. Demo surprisingly liked uh, American Downton Abbey, which is called The Gilded Age on HBO. I did. I do. Okay. And uh, apparently they have French accents, or he just took that away from it, I guess. French American. Yeah. And then Single Drunk Female, which is on Hulu, uh, coming out weekly because it's on some TV channel. uh, Freeform. Yeah. Which I don't, does everyone get that, or is that like a special? No, it's a basic cable channel. Okay. Well, it ends up on Hulu, so we reviewed it. That was a definite binge. Uh, Sophia Black, Delia, uh, definitely a binge herself. And uh, lastly, Demo reviewed Kimmy, which is a movie on HBO. HBO Max. HBO Max, yes. And he said that was a light purge. Yeah, I mean, if you come across it, you know, you got time to kill, go for it. But it's not, uh, it ain't no must-see. Well, tell you what, there's there's no baseball right now because everything's pushed back. So I've been watching a little bit more streaming than normal. Well, good, because that's what you're supposed to do for the show. Yeah, I guess you can't really review preseason games. You can't. Okay. You could try, but I would just say no. Well, I wish I had the option, and they're not even playing. So anyway, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at Binge or Purge, on Instagram at Binge or Purge Podcast. Email us, for the love of God. Send us your voice messages 
to bingerpurge at gmail.com. It's bingerpurgepodcast at gmail.com. We're going to hound and hound on this until we get a plethora of voice messages. So if you want me to stop talking about it, start sending them in. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. Thanks, Jess. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.